Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast, PMM Interviews. In this podcast, we explore tips for how to interview like a boss for product marketing candidates through the lens of experienced leaders who run product marketing at some of the fastest growing tech companies in the world. I'm Nupur, a product marketer at Twilio. I'm really passionate about instilling confidence in aspiring candidates who are either thinking about pursuing a career in product marketing or are simply looking for tangible frameworks and takeaways in their current role to get to that next step. So if you're here for the first time and wondering what to expect, this show will help you navigate your career, arm you with the confidence you need to unlock your full potential in interviews, which are stressful to begin with. This show is produced by Sharebird, the peer mentoring platform for product marketers. It's the place to discover on-demand resources and learn from top product marketing leaders. Get more advice and insights at sharebird.com. Before we get started, Shout out to our sponsor, LaunchNotes. Trusted by hundreds of leading product marketing teams, LaunchNotes is the only dedicated platform for product change. Publish and send product updates, create and share product roadmaps, and collect and synthesize customer feedback, all in a way that's personalized, automated, and secure. But before we get into the thick of things, I want to give Liza the opportunity to introduce herself and tell us a little bit about Upwork. Also, let us know if you're hiring. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear that. Hi, thank you so much for the warm welcome, and I'm very happy to be here. I am Liza Sperling. I am the head of product marketing at Upwork, the world's work marketplace. In terms of my role, I oversee the development, growth, and scale of the product marketing team. And yes, we are hiring. We doubled this past year and are always looking for new product marketers at all levels. So would love to be in touch. That is awesome. Okay, Liza, you are someone that has had a long career in product marketing, and you've probably interviewed a lot of candidates over the years. What are some of your favorite interview questions to ask candidates applying for a product marketing position? Yes, it's a great question. One of my favorites is to ask candidates what motivates them and also what demotivates them. And there's really two pieces of information I'm trying to dive into here. The first is to understand how this translates into some of the PMM skills that you see with many of the top PMMs. And the second reason I ask this is to understand if a PMM environment is one in which they'll really thrive. So if we walk through an example of motivation, some of the characteristics I often hear from top PMMs that I'm often hearing when I ask this is learning, curiosity, mastering new challenges, creative problem solving, continuous improvement, and that includes taking risks, empathy, building relationships, and also a passion for simplifying complexity or making order from chaos. Anyone who can emphasize and really touch those areas has my attention. As PMMs, our job is not to follow a playbook, but to develop the playbook and accept it's likely to change. Our role very much requires navigating ambiguity and sometimes making decisions with imperfect information. So having a comfort and a passion for that is really important. In terms of demotivation, some of the answers that kind of show or make me question whether or not someone's going to really thrive in a PMM role is, is somebody really demotivated by change or having to master new subject matter areas? Because that will happen. And that's part of our role. Are they dependent on perfect information to make decisions, perfect documentation, perfect alignment? None of those things are given. And oftentimes we have to make it work when we don't have perfection. Are they comfortable taking risks and making mistakes? If somebody is very much a perfectionist, that can be scary. 
scary and hard and can be demotivating. But I like to really embrace that product marketing is about continuous improvement. We make mistakes, test, we learn, and we move on. And it's okay to be wrong. And then finally, if I like to understand if somebody's really, really attached to standardization and rigidity when it comes to problem solving, or if they are able to get creative when they really need to, because sometimes getting creative is the key to resolving obstacles and finding a path forward. I couldn't agree with you more. There are some things that you said here, which kind of really resonate with me. The fact that product marketers work in such ambiguous roles, I think my role has evolved so much for myself. Like every six months, I feel like I'm working on something new and different, things that haven't been done at a company before sometimes. <laughs> so I totally agree. Having that flexibility to move fast, make change and adapt yourself to the changing needs of the business is so important. And you kind of need to suss that out when you're speaking with candidates. Are they okay with that? Or do they prefer being in this very process-oriented type thing where it's like, you do it only this way and this is the only way you do it. And there's no other way. Like that's not quite something that you want in a PMM candidate. Right. So I couldn't agree more. I mean, I will say product marketers love their playbooks. We often create them to give us comfort and ambiguity. Yeah. But as soon as we create one, we have to rewrite it for a scenario we'd never considered. So yeah, that kind of comes with the territory, huh? Absolutely. And everything that we do sort of evolves over time, right? Like you don't create a website and then it's a static website forever. No, you want nope. updating it, evolving it as your positioning changes. So it makes a lot of sense. Thank you for that answer, Liza. Another question for you. What are some of the common mistakes you see candidates make in PMM interviews? If you had to sit someone down and say, hey, make sure you avoid these common things, what would you say to them? Yeah, so I think the best interviews are conversations with bi-directional exchange of information and ideas. And they're natural conversations, not sort of the forced mechanics of an interview. So I think the most common mistakes I see are those that make the conversation so one-sided or a little bit artificial. So some of those are if the candidate's leaning on prepared answers and really ready to take that beautiful answer they've crafted and serve it up instead of listening to the question and thinking about the answer. And Pausing is fine. The expectation is not that somebody's going to have a perfect answer at the ready. Another mistake that I see quite a bit of is expecting that there's a right answer and trying to come up with that. Trying to give the interviewer what they hope or what they expect they'll want to hear and not necessarily the candidate's real point of view. But one of the things about product marketing that's so important is having a point of view. It's okay to be wrong and be proven wrong, but having a point of view and being able to express it is part of the interview. And then the third example of a mistake I hear quite a bit is leaning into the details of an example instead of framing the problem and sharing the thinking around how you develop particular go-to-market goals and strategy instead of the specifics around it. So how did you activate channels? None of those details are particularly important. It's more important to understand what was the problem, how did you think through it, and what was the solution that you came up with. Those are the most common things I hear in, in areas where I really encourage candidates to just make it a conversation, push back, ask me questions, make it hard for me too. And it'll probably be a more interesting and valuable conversation for all. I love that. And I couldn't agree with you more on the listening aspect. Sometimes in a hurry to answer a question, candidates may not even hear the complete question from the interviewer. And then you end up giving an answer, which can be embarrassing and just wrong. I also liked your point about trying to, you know, quote unquote, give the right answer. Authenticity really is what's going to set you apart in your interview. So the more conversational you make it instead of like a prepared answer that you've memorized before, that's also oh, perfect. I don't think that that's going to quite work. And to your point, 
point about people aren't looking for the details as much as your thought process or your strategic thinking. One framework that I like to use is the STAR framework. Are you familiar with that one, Liza? No, no. Tell me about it. Okay, so the STAR framework, again, I guess I'm a little bit contradictory here when I say that (laughs) prepare your answers, but try to speak in the STAR framework, which is all about S is for situation, T is for tactics, A is the action that you took, and then R is the result. So use that framework as your answers because people don't want to know so much of like, oh, I used social media as a channel or email as a channel, but rather what's the strategy and the thinking behind why you adopted X or Y or Z for campaign. Anyway, so going on, the next question that I have for you is you talked about some of the questions that you're asking. Are there any specific skills that you're trying to suss out in PMM interviews? What are those atomic skills that you're looking for? And does that skill set change or not depending on the seniority of the PMM that you're interviewing? Surprisingly, it doesn't change radically. I think um, I'm always trying to suss out a full stack product marketer. It's very much the way that our team is structured. And it's also at the heart of where I think a PMM can really shine in that ability to flex gears and flex different muscles depending on the scenario. So looking for somebody with enough information and comfort to get their hands dirty around strategy, positioning and messaging, go to market, and then even post-launch growth and adoption. So if they're comfortable in those four areas, then that to me is really the sign of somebody who can flex all those muscles as a product marketer. Some of the atomic habits that I often look for and encourage, because again, these are all practice. Ability to drive and accept continuous improvement. So learning, testing, iterating as a human being and always having those areas of growth. Understanding how to celebrate wins and learn from mistakes. Those are both really important. Often we can dwell too much in one or the other. Taking measured risks, but at the same time asking for help or support when it feels too big or too bold. Always revisiting and and testing assumptions. And then this is a, a really important area that I think sometimes product marketers often over-focus on their craft and your craft is incredibly important. You have to have product marketing skill set, but you can't over-focus on your craft or the outcomes without investing in relationships. Mm -hmm. So I think the relationship piece is critical. It's something that comes over time. It gets better and easier for some who may find it tough at first, but even the perfect product marketer with the perfect craft and skills needs a lot of flexibility and willingness to keep pushing on those relationship skills. And then with more senior candidates, very similar set of areas, although certainly more nuanced skills, driving alignment, influencing decisions, being able to really quickly identify areas of conflict or potential conflict, resolve them and have those difficult conversations. That's a really, really important one. Diplomatically pushing back without risking the sanctity of a relationship. Those are all things that, again, I wouldn't expect somebody very early in their career to master, but over time, they become really important as a PMM grows. I agree with you. And with seniority, it's also all about those nuanced PMM skills, but perhaps alongside their ability to be independent and autonomous, which basically means how much do they lean on their managers for help and guidance versus sort of solving challenges that come their way themselves. Right. I want to go a little bit deeper into this. What are examples of questions that help you understand their management style and their philosophy, especially if they're senior? 
Right. That's where motivation comes in really important, which I touched on in the first question is understanding really what motivates them. If they're motivated very much by seeing somebody else grow and helping contribute to others' growth, if they're really focused on leading by example instead of giving direction, if they embrace that continuous improvement, and if they value awareness, not only of their own areas of development, but also others, then I think they can be a better manager. So I don't think that those things are... isolated to the management philosophy, but I do tend to ask questions around these areas to understand in many of their examples, are they actually giving direction or are they walking the walk? Are they telling people to embrace continuous improvement or are they actually making mistakes and learning? Are they valuing self-awareness or are they actually sharing examples? Are they saying value self-awareness or are they actually sharing examples of areas that they've worked on that haven't been up to par and they've really worked to develop them because that vulnerability and self-awareness is so important as a leader. I love that. You're so right. I think my most favorite managers of all time have been the ones that have been authentic and vulnerable with where they fell short in their own skills. And I really appreciated that because that sort of gave them that human element and made them more approachable almost. Right. Next question for you. Do you run interviews where you ask someone in a one-on-one setting and then there's a case or a homework assignment? Are there specific grounds that you like to structure your interviews around? So I don't assign homework typically. I do often ask for samples of work. However, it's not going to make or break the success of a candidate if they don't have them. I certainly realize sometimes much of one's work is confidential. And really the samples just guide the discussions and provide some context. But I really am not of the camp that you should assign a really meaty assignment to a candidate. I'm not sure that's the best way to really get to know that candidate, especially from a product marketing perspective. We've really tightened our process in light of the market as a company and also as a team. It's very candidate experience focused. And there's no more than three rounds. That's it, period, the end. If the interviewer wants to go further and spend more time with me or the hiring managers and meet more people, certainly encourage it but don't want to create a candidate experience where people are feeling like it's endless or painful. And the way that we typically do it is each interviewer has a couple of focal areas that we rotate on. And this helps keep us all comfortable with a a fresh set of questions and really enjoying the answers from each candidate. So questions around developing visions and selling ideas, defining and assessing and measuring product market fit, driving complex cross-functional strategies, both from strategy to execution phase, driving alignment, having crucial conversations, the ability to diplomatically push back, communicate their point of view with people at all levels, proving the strategic measurable value of product marketing to the business. This is a big one. And being able to prove the value and have that conversation with anyone across the company, because it's very different, that narrative that you would share, depending on who's asking. And then finally, partnering with PMs is a big one. So partnering with your product manager across the product development process. So whether it's very early in the research and strategy phases, as you get down to brass tacks and writing the positioning and messaging and preparing to launch, and then post-launch, which is helping drive adoption. So really getting tight elbow to elbow with a PM. Those are most of the areas where we focus. 
Well, first of all, that's very thoughtful of you to put the candidate experience first. We need to be more mindful of how much we ask of candidates as they're also balancing their day jobs while they're giving you their valuable time. So that's kudos to you and your team at Upwork for doing that. And I loved the way you laid out all of these different core PMM areas that you're kind of sussing out candidates to see if they fit. I really like the one about the influence with product managers because I feel like one of our strengths or core currencies is PMM is the ability to influence product roadmap. And that's really, really hard to do. So that's definitely an important one. Yes, an important one and hard one. And I think any product marketer can count the times that they've done that with almost like battle scars, you know, really (laughs) proud of that one moment. (laughs) So those are really tried and those are really treasured moments for product marketers. Absolutely. Liza, you said that you don't do so much of like create this product marketing case or a presentation, but are there other strategic questions that you ask of PMMs where you kind of understand their strategicness, their thinking? I'd love to hear about those. Yeah. A couple of questions that can be super helpful is asking the candidate to walk you through a time they had imperfect information or lack of alignment or obstacles in a really high impact example and how they solve the problem. That can be a really fun and meaty one, depending on how the candidate approaches it. And often the altitude with which they respond gives you a sense of really where their comfort level is. I also like to ask people, and it's partially selfish, I guess, is to tell me about a company that you think understands product marketing, understands their customers. How do you evaluate that? What does that look like? What's the criteria? And to talk through some of those examples, because that gives me a sense of their passion for product marketing and be what they actually define as good, successful, effective product marketing. And I almost never get an answer that doesn't teach me something on that question. Usually I jot down notes and do some homework afterwards. That is awesome. And those are really unique questions. Those are not common questions. If you're able to answer these questions on the fly when someone asks you, then that really shows your executive presence. So those are very, very good questions. So next question for you, if you are an aspiring product marketer and you've never been in the role before, are there any tips you have for such aspiring PMMs or for any PMMs approaching interview prep? I love this question. And funny enough, I think it's probably the hardest question to answer because I always want to encourage people who are not product marketers to consider the opportunity. None of us started as product marketers or very few of us started as product marketers. And many of us stumbled onto this path. And to the extent that I can help make it easier, more straightforward, more inviting for potential candidates, I always want to help. One thing that I would encourage just to sort of break the ice for a candidate is to reach out informally and ask a few questions of an actual product marketer. One thing you should know about product marketers in this interview is probably good proof of this is that product marketers love to talk about their craft. So this should be a fairly easy ask. If you don't know any product marketers, um, you can listen to a podcast of interviews. This is a great example of one and start to just get a, a sense of familiarity of common themes. And then secondly, I'd say approach the interview with candor and curiosity. Don't worry about having subject matter prepared. That's really not what I am looking for. You might want to lean into some of those skills that you have that a lot of PMMs share. Some of the things that often people do in other roles that translate really well is 
building really strong cross-functional partnerships, developing and managing complex processes, conducting research. And that includes connecting the dots, whether or not it's formal research or not. If you can connect those dots, that's critical. Creative problem solving, customer empathy or stakeholder empathy. This means if you're somebody who works with sales or who works with marketing or who works with engineering, understanding where they're coming from. And of course, just really solid written and verbal communication skills, particularly around complex subject matters. So if you're somebody who can boil down the latest episode of a particular TV series and a few key points, you might be a future product marketer. I love that so much. That's so right. Those are great tips. I will say that out of everything that you're sharing today with us, what really stands out to me is that you're right about product marketers come from so many different fields. People come in from sales, people come in from product, people come in from sales engineering, and as well as recruiting. I've seen all kinds of people make their way to the product marketing role, and there are so many transferable skills. But the key one that you highlighted here was the cross-functional relationships and the ability to work on cross-functional projects. So to your point, highlight those in your conversations as you're interviewing for these roles and be succinct to Liza's point. If you're able to speak very eloquently, but also bring your points together in a clear and concise way, then you're probably going to do just great in product marketing. Yes. And one I forgot to mention, which seems sort of obvious in retrospect is storytelling. If you're a natural storyteller, that is a fantastic skill. And I find great storytellers in all kinds of roles. Storytelling as essence is telling a great story, but making sure that it is actually engaging for the target audience. And that's the key to it. So if that's something that you do effortlessly or you like doing and want to get better at, that's something that lends itself very well to product marketing. I love that, Liza. All right, we have one final question, but before we get into that, I would love to do a little bit of a lightning round with you if you don't mind. Is that okay? Let's go. I'd love it. Awesome. Let's go for it. Okay. So what was your first job? My first job was actually a hostess at a restaurant in a very posh area with very demanding clientele. Oh no. (laughs) What kind of restaurant was it? It was an Italian restaurant with heavy reliance on seafood. It was in New Orleans where I grew up and it was challenging and exciting both with customers as well as behind the scenes. A lot of those TV shows you see about kitchens and restaurants are absolutely true. Oh no. (laughs) One to two words to describe your email inbox. Oh goodness. Dusk and dawn. (laughs) It's usually when I get time to look at email, I rely on snooze quite a bit and revisit things that require some thought and time to respond to. But it's certainly not something that I dive into frequently throughout the day. Well, you're a busy person. You head product marketing, so I don't imagine anything else. What's a company that you think does great product marketing? I would say Airbnb and Slack do a great job. There are many, many more But those are two that I consistently am impressed with and they're very different products. I have to say Airbnb is an interesting one because they really do understand experience and how that translates into words in a way that very few companies can actually imitate. I like that. What's the number one trait you look for when hiring product marketers? Curiosity. The top metric you want new hires to be motivated by? For new hires, I'd say, would you recommend someone else in this particular role? That's probably the first thing that I would want to ask. 
Very interesting. Those are great. Thank you so much for humoring me with this little lightning round. I will get back to the main podcast now. Just wrapping it up here. Any last tips that you have for candidates? How can they set themselves apart in PMM interviews, especially when there are so many candidates out there hungry for these awesome jobs? I would say be willing to be very open and honest and talk about areas of growth, not just the things you're great at. I love hearing people's sweet spots as well as areas they want to develop and tell me what you want to gain, what you want to learn. If I can understand that, then so much of the conversation is really clear and I can have a better understanding of what success looks like for you. I think that the more that candidates try and position themselves as perfect, the harder it is to really understand how can I understand what growth looks like for this candidate or what success looks like. Love that. Thank you so much, Liza. Well said. Do you have any last thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? If they want to reach out to you, where should they reach out? Anything that you'd like to share? If they want to reach out, I'm easy. It's LizaSperling at Upwork.com. Again, I did touch on how my email is a dusk and dawn cadence. So if it's midday, you won't catch me. And don't be afraid to reach out to product marketers. We are always looking for others who are hungry to dive into an area that we feel really, really passionate about. And if you like to nerd out about it, even better. We probably do too. Thank you so much, Liza. This was an amazing conversation. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me today and to lend your thoughts to our listeners. I certainly learned a lot and I'm sure our audience did as well. And to everyone listening, thank you for attending one of our PMM interviews episode. Stay tuned for the next one where we will interview yet another amazing product marketing leader on their tips and tricks for nailing PMM interviews. Thanks all. Thank you for listening and special thanks to our sponsor, Launch Notes. Whether you're looking to drive higher user engagement, build greater trust with your customers, or make a bigger splash on launch day, elevate your product marketing team with Launch Notes. See why industry leaders like Amplitude, Hopin, and Loom love Launch Notes and why you will too at launchnotes.com.